Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. Xbox 12360. Featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your hosts, Sean, Xbox, Wolfman. Welcome to Xbox 12360, everyone. I'm your host, Sean, Xbox, Wolfman. How's it going? Jim Bo. Going sitting great. on the couch. Doing fantastic. Got Lou here next to me. Yeah. So we got Jim. Just for anyone that, ha- that is just tuning in this week for the first time, I have Jim Bo on the couch, James Frank. Thank you, sir. And sitting next to Jim Bo is the lovely Denise Salcedo. Hey, everyone. And at the table here with me at the big kids table <laughs> sorry <Sad>. Denise <laughs> <laughs> but we got Lula on our, sorry, yeah. on our side so yeah. I think that kind of makes us a little stronger yeah. um, Bill Hanstock from uprocks.com hey, with Spandex how's it going? Mm-hmm. it's going really really yeah, good I'm glad to be back and the lovely TK Trinidad hey, hey. how's everybody? fantastic Great. yeah I'm pretty good I'm pretty excited good. about our guest today yeah our guest uh None other than uh, Johnny Wrestling himself, Johnny Gargano. The whole shebang. Yeah. The cat's pajamas. Mm, yeah. So uh, WWE wasn't too happy. I hit him up last night, last minute, and said, can I have Johnny Gargano or Velveteen Dream on the show tomorrow, <laughs> like eight hours from now? <laughs> what are they going to do, say no to X-Pac? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <They have before. laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of who they said no about. Diamond Dijak. Oh, well, yeah, that's because, because he, he didn't have media training. Yet. That's right. So, uh, anyways, really looking forward to talking to Johnny. I've been on. I've actually. I'm pretty sure I was in a six man with him in, in Chikara. No, in uh, in England for Southside Wrestling. I'm pretty sure, like Johnny Gargano, uh, Marty Skrull, uh myself. Like, there were several. Obviously, there was five other people besides myself in the match, being it was a six man. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, yeah, I'm a huge fan of. Of Johnny's, and I'm pretty sure, you know, everyone in the room thinks he's pretty damn good as well. So, uh, look forward to talking to him a little bit later. But now, um, there's several things going on. I didn't think it was like not. I didn't think there was that much going on in the news. But you you ran a few things by me, and like the one thing like really uh, stood out was kind of like alarming the shit out of me. Excuse my language. Sorry about that. Trying to watch my language right now. Scared the poop out of you. The poop, yeah. Uh, TK, what, what what's going on in the news? X Pac One Two Three Sixty Wrestling News. 
I think this is the one you're talking about. So a rental car mishap uh, puts WWE superstar in life's in jeopardy. So what happened was Shelton Benjamin, he was driving a rental car for four days, and then he or discovered a loaded gun in his car. Where did he, where did he find it? Um, it says Little Rock. Yeah, but where did he find where the gun? Where in his car? Oh, it's in his compartment. Yeah, it's from the glove compartment. Yeah, in the glove compartment. Yeah. In the glove compartment. Yeah. Nobody bothered checking. The, any, okay. Hey, first How of all. How often do you look at the glove compartment at a rental car? Like, well, I'm sure you do if all the time. If you're working at, at the rental car company and oh, you're getting right. this yeah, car ready right. to uh, to go out to another, that's, you got to make sure there's no, like, yeah. drugs, Guns. all kinds yeah. of stuff. Like, you, you know what I mean? You would paperwork, too. You would put, I usually put the paperwork in the in the glove compartment. So. And, and, you know, here's the thing. Like, in, in all the years, like, of, you know, traveling around and having to rent cars, uh, like we do. Uh, there have been a few times when, like, you find things that left over from the from the last person that rented the car. But like, come on, man, a loaded gun? Who freaking forgets a loaded gun? Who even well, freaking forgets something they like didn't that? Forget it so much as they, they were trying to it. get rid of a yeah. loaded gun. Well, I mean, I mean, let's talk about like, the obvious. Yeah, let's like, talk about a black man, man <laughs> driving around in what state of Missouri? Uh, That's where he ended up. Yeah. SmackDown was there in Kansas City last night, and he posted this morning that he'd been driving around in the car for four days. Yeah. So let's, I mean, let's just use our like our imaginations and think of all the bad scenarios that could come from something like yeah. that. He's not even, it's, it's one of those situations that it, there's a whole thing, but if he's not, if somebody sees him and doesn't know him, he's posed as a threat, just based on the type of color of the skin. He's big, he's muscular, it's just all bad scenarios. So. And I'm not sure what the gun laws are in, in Missouri or any of the other states that he might have been driving through, but you know, who is going to believe for one second, oh, that's not my gun. I don't know. I don't know how that got there from a, from a black dude. It sounds yeah. like every Sorry, I know. I'm not trying to sound, <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying, you know, for anyone saying, oh, he keeps going on the black thing. But that's it's true. Yeah. Now, if, he had, if Shelton had gotten pulled over for any reason and they had asked to see his registration, yes. he opens that glove compartment, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, he, a... and he doesn't know what, and he pick, and he reaches down and like, yeah. what's this? Or it Boom! falls out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, yeah it's, yeah. it's one of those fears where you're just like, I don't know about you guys, but I always have the fear where I'm afraid that I'm going to be blamed for something I didn't do. Gee, and I don't know what that's perfectly, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's so scary, you know, but it's scary. So that's why Shelton Benjamin was put in such a terrible situation. And this is where I think being nosy and uh, pays off because when I get into a rental car, the first thing I do is snoop around, uh, you know? Yeah. And so. okay, so what did he do once he found the gun? The gun? Well, it just said he tweeted it out. I'm guessing he, most likely he called the rental company and, you know, went to the nearest um, rental company. No, the first thing I do is call the police, I think. Yeah. But that's me. Ugh. That's me. I'm not the black dude that found a gun yeah, in his car. Yeah, that's kind of, see, because the thing is, if you call the police and then they come out, they're still, like, even though they, you think you might be getting ahead of it, it's still a sticky situation. Like, I would call. That's better I, than it's better than calling the rental car company and then, like, unless they're coming to get it. No, it's, it's, I call Vince. It's yeah, good. that's how it says, the rental <laughs> yeah, car company the and office. WWE. But it's also good, it's also actually really good and smart that he tweeted about it. Yeah. Like, and especially if he did that before doing anything else, mm -hmm. like, tweeting out to his huge followers like yeah, just in holy case crap I this just happened to me and then he has proof like no this was in the car I I saw it and freaked out and took a picture about it and then I contacted this person or yeah. this person like he has proof of that yeah. as opposed to like 
just showing up somewhere and like you know someone trying to blame like yeah. the gun on him. Yeah. Switch seats with Chad, so make sure he's driving. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. Always like, start with Chad. Let's switch it out real quick. <laughs> oh boy, I just oh, and I I I, I don't know like what else. What's how this how this story on so far. Um, that's the Brand, Brandy Orton responded and said, "Like what the f?" and then joked that he's going to get free rental cars for the rest of his life because of this. Oh man, or okay. something. Did, did I already asked what rental yeah, car company? It, it didn't. It doesn't say. I want to know. I'm going to do some recon. Research, yeah, but yeah, it didn't. It didn't say. Holy crap! Anyways, thank God. Everything's okay. Nothing happened. Like that could have happened in that situation. Yeah. yeah. So. Or it could have been uh, the total reverse. Like the cop pulled him over, and then he's like a WWE fan, and that kind of cooled it out. I mean, not something I want to take. It's one thing. It's one. God's like sign this gun for you. It's one thing you want to take a chance with driving with a bag of weed or something like that, and get caught and try to play the wrestler card, but. Not with a. So, have you ever played the wrestler card before? I've never actually played the wrestler card okay. ever. It's it's actually it's come in handy. You never had to say. I've never had to pull I it out to a cop. Never, and I wouldn't because I think that's tacky. Like I've been with people with other wrestlers mm-hmm. that have like, hey, don't you know who I am? I've walked away. I've like literally like trying to get into a place. Uh-huh. It's putting the rock I've, on blast. I've legit it walked out. Situation worse. It to, just like, is tacky. Yourself? It's tacky. It, it's a. T- it, it looks awful. And it's like, you know, um, no, I don't know who you are. You know, like, obviously, if I did, you wouldn't have, or either I, I don't know who you are, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I always play the Canadian card. So I show my Canadian ID first. Anyway, yeah, okay. So. Saying it's got me out of a lot of stuff. Anywho, <laughs> next. A superstar has undergone undergone neck surgery. So uh, Jason Jordan, um, WWE posted that he went under neck surgery, and they don't know when he's like when he's supposed to schedule to be back. Do we know any specific details? I'm sure it was yeah. a cervical fusion, but like one level, uh, multiple we, levels. The reports that came out prior to him needing the surgery were that he was having a lot of trouble with grip strength. Yeah, and Dave Meltzer reported that the stuff he was hearing was really similar to before Edge had to have his surgery. Yeah. So it's on that level of Edge and when Benoit had to do those surgeries. So Jordan was trying to do everything he could to put it off, but he needed the surgery. So it's probably going to be 12 to 14 months. Yeah, I've been there. I've had that surgery, and um, it's you can you could come back from it. Sure. You know, uh, obviously. And uh, hopefully... You know, I, I just I really hope because uh, he's just getting his professional wrestling career started. Yeah. You know, um, and he was li- lined up for a WrestleMania match. And yeah, yeah. Starting to get over as a heel, so that's yes. good. Yeah, this storyline was really kicking yeah. into high gear. Yeah. And he spent a lot of time in developmental, and you know, I want to see things. I want to see him get you know the the payoff. He put in all kinds of work before he even got into pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah. obviously. He was wrestling uh, when he was in Division One in college. Mm-hmm. He was wrestling two weight classes above what he weighed, and still like winning those weight classes, which is insane. Yeah, it is. that's crazy. If anybody knows anything about wrestling <laughs> or have, have ever wrestled, yeah. so. now when you have something like that neck injury and you're coming back from it, do you do you have? Are you constantly thinking of trying not to injure it, or do you just try to put at that first? 
at first until yeah. you get dumped on your head the first time, and then you're okay afterwards, and then you go, okay. Because I remember, uh, like, coming back, like, my first matches back after my neck surgery when I got back to WWE were with Jeff Jarrett mm-hmm. on, you know, house show runs. And uh, we did a, we would do the same spot all the time, like out of a sleeper. I would, he would backdrop me, or belly to back me, mm-hmm. belly to back suplex me. And, like, he, got, he dropped me really high up on my head, and it, it, it shook me up. But then I was fine, and then, like... You know, more things happen, and, and you kind of get used to it. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, so, and the one thing that, for anyone, like, you know, um, having a serious injury and coming back from it, whether they had surgery or just rehabbed it or whatever, is is being gun shy, mm-hmm. you know, and that can get you hurt worse, you know. And uh, and so there's, like, a fine line you got to, you go, you got to walk between being like overly gun shy and being mindful that hey you know mm-hmm. this is something you have to deal with from now on yeah so. but the good thing is obviously he's in, in great shape and that helps oh, with injuries yeah. so yeah sure moving on so 205 live has a new set of eyes vince mcmahon is stepping down and triple h is now going to be overseeing 205 live all right yeah. Woohoo! i think this is great for yeah. everyone involved <clears throat> can't go wrong Look what he's done with NXT. It can only get better. I just, Vince isn't a fan. Vince is, like, that's just the way that he's not a fan of that. And that's okay. Like, I mean, people are fans of different things. Um, And, you know, I don't think people would have, you know, pegged Triple H a fan of the cruiserweights uh, 10 years ago. Right. You know? Right. Uh, You know, because, I mean, obviously... He's the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, but through watching NXT and the Cruiserweight Classic since he's been in charge, you can at least see that Triple H understands why people like Cruiserweight absolutely. matches. Like why they loved the WCW stuff. Yeah. And WWE, WWE, even like back in the Takamichinoku days and, and stuff like that, it's always just been WWE's version of Cruiserweights. Yep. You know, which is like basically the WWE style, but then some dives every now and then. Which And, and just since the last week, you've seen a... A reversion to that cruiserweight classic style of cruiserweight. So, do you do you know what it is that Vince like has a vision of what he thinks cruiserweights are supposed to be? I have the first clue. Just to be totally honest with right. you, no. Uh, I okay. I was the very last WWF slash E whatever light heavyweight champion. Yeah. I. Um, I. I fought a long time to not have to have that belt mm. because I was I first of all I felt like and I and I, it's something that Jim Ross has mentioned in uh, interviews I've done with him that one time I got my payoff and I gave him a call it was his SummerSlam payoff and I asked him if you know if they were paying me by the pound and so that's how I felt about uh, the, the pay scale there was that like you're paid by the pound sometimes and I mean, it's not really, but you know, you can get that sense mm-hmm. being in, in, in the WWE at times. So I wanted to be, I, I didn't want that. Like there was no way I wanted that. That was a pay, that was a pay cut for me. So, um, that was the issue. And, um, and yeah, that they're going to, uh, Bill, they're going to adjust styles regardless yeah. because, there are certain things that like 
they just think are the right way of doing things there, regardless of where you are and what style. Sure. That may or may not be correct, but that's how they feel. And you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and there are some things like, honestly, I think that, uh, that can be learned. Like I, I think that, um, the style can be improved upon by add, adding some, you know, some things from, you know, from the WWE main event style. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah psychology wise. Right. You know, well, like look at that Gargano almost match, which yeah. we will probably talk about in a few minutes here, but look at that match. And like, that's like a perfect cruiserweight match, but it has, it's not an indies cruiserweight match. Exactly. It has the WWE stuff, it has all the high spots, it has everything you would want for a cruiserweight match. Oh, the match. drama in the right places. Right. Oh, the, you know, psychologically, like, about as sound as any match I've seen, like, in, for, in a long time. Right. Long time. I think character development also helps. Absolutely. Like, yeah. That's more, like, Drew Gulak is a perfect example. He would just be another smaller wrestler, but because he has this PowerPoint presentation yeah. and this whole character. It gets you invested in that, and you want to see him wrestle, and you yeah. want to see him lose, or you want to see him win, which is something that WCW didn't do as much. It was just like, these are the guys that are going to open the show because everyone's going to be entertained by them, and then we'll go into characters and storyline. Yeah, I think that if, you know, with Triple H taking over 205 now, first of all, it's going to open a lot of more eyes where people that weren't watching 205 Live are now going to be interested in, in all of that. So I think that if they do kind of pull it off right and let them do a little bit more than what we've been seeing, seeing in the Cruiserweight division, then they really have something here yeah. that I think could really eventually develop and, you know, maybe become as large or something closer yeah. to what NXT has become and, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, I think so. And and, and the thing is with, with, with Triple H... God, it's weird. I don't. I, I never. It's like when I'm talking on the phone with him, I don't go, "Hey, Triple H." <laughs> it's either Hunter or Paul. So, what does uh, he call you, kiddo? Okay. My friends call me. My longtime friends call me kid or kiddo. Mm-hmm. Um, a road dog calls me kiddo Bambito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, anyways, what I was saying is, Hunter's uh, has a little bit more vested interest and a little more skin in the game to make sure that this thing succeeds and does well. And it will. I promise you. I I think that WWE always does great when they've been tossed a curveball and they've had to completely reinvent 205 line again. And I think it's going to be the best thing for it. I think so. And like, I mean, look at NXT. Remember what NXT started out as? Yeah. (laughs) Hoo-wee. (laughs) P-U. <laughs> Little Ricky Steamboat. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, all those stupid games they were playing. The competitions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Season one, yeah, yeah. the competition. Yeah, that show. was the sh- shiz. <laughs> it. So, anyways, what else? I think that's it. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, we're going to take a break right now, and we're going to come back with Johnny Wrestling, a.k.a. Johnny Gargano. Oh, yeah. Hey, Xbox 12360 fans, I just wanted to tell you two ways that you can support the show to help it grow. First, if you've ever wanted a shout-out or surprise message for various occasions from me, all you have to do is visit celebdm.com slash Waltman to request a video today. Not only does it support the show, but a portion of the proceeds go to charity. Second, visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman. That's the only place to grab shirts with the X-Pac 12360 logo, Wolfpack, or many other designs. If you pick up a shirt, make sure to tweet us using the hashtag X-Pac 12360. That's CelebVM.com slash Sean Waltman for a personal message from me, X-Pac. And ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman for X-Pac, Wolfpack, and X-Pac 12360 gear. Thanks for supporting the show. Now let's get back to it. 
Welcome back to X Pac 12360, everyone. Joining us on the phone right now uh, is a guy that Triple H told me personally with the last of the white meat baby faces in pro wrestling. Uh, Johnny Gargano, a.k.a. Johnny Wrestling. Yeah. yeah. The whole shebang. Yeah, man. Thank All you for right. thank you for All coming right. on, Johnny. No, it's my pleasure, man. Like I said, I told you a while ago I, I wanted to do this with you for quite a bit, so I'm glad we can finally make it happen. Yeah, you know, uh, that that a while ago was the last time that NXT was here in, um, the Novo. at the Novo in, in L.A. And, uh, man, I was – just let me get this out of the way real quick. You have the sweetest gear. Like, nobody has sweeter gear than you in wrestling right now. It's nice. It, <laughs> it's so cool. Can I have your uh, the number of your seamstress, please? Uh, <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And I think I, I think you told me that that night, and yeah. I was like, "Well, I mean, like that's that's a big compliment coming from you because as a, as a child growing up, not to make not to age myself or anything, I better age you. Like you were always kind of the, the standard bearer for cool gear. Oh, so thanks. It, it, I really do appreciate that compliment. No, really, and and I'm sure it's like not the compliment you're probably used to getting, considering your matches are are amazing, especially lately. So I no. just thought I'd throw that in there. No, trust me, like <laughs> I. As you know, as, as as a performer, like the gear is one of the most important things. So uh, to tell you a little secret, I kind of just I kind of just gank and uh, steal everything from various Marvel characters, color schemes and whatnot. So yeah. that's, that's my secret to what I do. But yeah, but, I appreciate it. Yeah, but you're you're taking it from something else and bringing it into wrestling. So it's not like you're like biting it, really. It's just you know. But um, oh crap! Hey Johnny, when did we first meet? Was it at Chikara? Yes, it was. We first met, I believe, at King of Trios. Yeah. Uh, where you made your return. And uh, I remember you wrestled a guy by the name of El Generico. Yeah. And you guys absolutely freaking tore the house down. Wow. Freaking one of the Thank best, you. like one of the best matches and atmospheres I've ever seen. Like the crowd was absolutely nuts. And you guys both, <laughs> I can't even put into words how good that match was. But yeah, I think that was the first time we oh. met. And then... Uh, I think we uh, you did Chikara a couple more times, so we saw each other yeah. uh, quite a bit around that time. Man, that really, man, you, that made me feel really good. I got goosebumps right now, man, from you saying that. Uh, when 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 you hear something like that from somebody as good as you, uh, really, you know, man, anytime we have the respect of our peers, but especially our peers that are really, really freaking good, means a lot, man. <laughs> Well, no, trust me, I mean every word. And just, like I said, just to hear that from you as well is is mind blowing. And, and, I don't, uh, and I don't take that lightly. And the thing is, is okay. Since I first saw you, you've had the 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 stuff in the ring down pretty damn good. You know uh, what happens in, from bell to bell, uh, but. You've upped your game. Like I've already talked about the gear, but you've dialed your uh, physique in. Uh, I think you have one of the one of the most ideal physiques I for me like uh, personally in wrestling right now. Per- excellent I shape. Appreciate that. And like as as, as a smaller guy, I think you kind of come into the WWE environment. And you think like, oh man, I need to be a larger than life character. I need to be over two hundred pounds, and I need to be yeah. six foot five. But you know, I kind of just looked in the mirror one day and I was like, look, I'm never going to be six foot five. And, uh, unfortunately I'll never probably be over 200 pounds right. because that's not the way I was made as you know, yeah. like that's just how it works sometimes. So I'm, I'm working with what I'm working with. And, uh, I just decided, you know, if I can't 
get bigger. I'm going to get more cut. I'm going to get leaner. And uh, being lean ultimately ends up, I think everyone can kind of tell you, being lean ultimately makes you look bigger than you actually yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I kind of just accepted that and moved forward in that path. And I hired a nutritionist and uh, started working with various people. And that's the thing. When you get here, man, like, you just got to kind of take it. I, I, give, I always say this one time. You kind of got one life and you got one chance. That's it. And uh, you never know what can happen. So I got one opportunity here, and I want to try and make the most of it. So uh, I try to kind of take everything a little bit more seriously and dial everything in. Wow. Hey, um, hey, Johnny, uh, I, I should have mentioned this uh, as from the get-go. Uh, uh, my team here, I want to introduce you to him, Jimbo. What's Frank, up, Johnny? On, uh, on the couch next to him is the lovely Denise Salcedo. Hi, Johnny. Nice to meet you. And I have Bill uh, ha- Bill Hanstock here from, from uprocks.com. Good to talk to you, Johnny. And, and also uh, to my left here is TK Trinidad from TMZ. Hey, how are you doing? And they're going to they're gonna be... Uh, you know, come. Were you going to ask a question, Denise? Yeah, Sorry. actually, I was very interested to know. You know, you had a flawless match with Andrade Cien Almas at NXT Takeover. You know, you guys worked a lot during the California tour. I wanted to know if you guys incorporated a lot from your prior matches, or if you guys kind of decided to have uh, a different style of match, considering how talented both of you guys are. Uh, I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about Andrade Cien Almas. Uh, I think for someone who worked with a mask his entire career yeah. uh, to be in the spot he's in and to be doing what he's doing. Uh, I think he is so talented. And uh, it's funny because uh, we did wrestle a lot on that California tour, and I think that was the first time we actually wrestled, uh, the first couple times we actually mixed it up together. And uh, in our time in NXT, we were always looking forward to working together because I knew how talented he was, and we're kind of like-minded people, uh, both two guys who are basically just two workhorses who want to go out there and steal the show yeah. no matter if there's 50 people or there's 10,000 people uh, we always want to go out there and uh, kill it and tear the house down so when you get two guys like that I think who are willing to leave everything in the ring I think you can make some magic happen and uh, we we were heading into Brooklyn I believe at the time um, and that was kind of our first big match and we knew that was the opening match actually so I think there's a different mindset in we are going to Brooklyn, we were going to be the opening match, but we still wanted to tear the house down to, okay, we're the main event of TakeOver Philadelphia for the NXT Championship uh, in front of over 10,000 people. Uh, we're going to have a little bit more time. So, uh, yes, I, I, I always, I think if you do uh, trilogies, you do uh, a series of matches, you always do incorporate a couple things. And I think if you watch our first match, our second match, and our third match, back to back to back, you'll see a common trend there. Uh, but we we did kind of want to do a little something different, a little bit more main eventy. Uh, but like I said, like I can't say enough good things about Andrade Cien Almas, and it's always a pleasure to get in the ring with him. What a listen! You two had your work cut out for you that night because there was nothing but great matches on that show, Johnny. And I was thinking, man, these guys are going to have a hard time following that last one. And man, if you guys didn't do it, unbelievable. Unbelievable, and, and that's—I think that speaks volumes about what Takeover actually is. I mean, that's what every Takeover is. Every Takeover are every Takeover is about five matches, and every match itself could be a main event. Really, yep. <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, that's—I mean—that's the beauty of them. They put on some of the best professional wrestling shows in the world, yeah. And uh, every match tops itself. But I think that that speaks a lot about NXT, though. It's a competitive environment. Yeah, uh, and, you it- want to go out there and you want to steal the show no matter what position you're in and that only helps each other up uh, that only helps 
each person up each other's game. Yeah, I and watching that match, you have me so emotionally invested that I'm not going to lie to you, man. I cried when you didn't win, Johnny. I swear <laughs> to God to you, man. I had tear coming down my eyes. Oh, oh I feel bad now. Don't, man. Now. Don't. Let me tell. No. No, just listen to me. The fact that you could do that to me. I've been in this. I've been in wrestling thirty years. I've been around it and like setting a ring up for since I was ten. So like almost you know for a long ass time, man. And and for you to be able to uh, make me emote like that when watching a wrestling match, that's amazing. That's yeah. That's, uh, I mean, that's really. <laughs> I mean, you complimented my gear earlier, but that really is that's, that's the biggest compliment I could possibly get. Is I mean, that really, that's kind of what we strive to do, right? I mean, if if you can make someone who knows the ins and outs of professional wrestling believe for a minute. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a job well done in itself. I mean, that's, that's really what we strive to do is to make the people who know what's coming and kind of guess what's coming and kind of see where we're going and make them just kind of get lost in the moment for a yeah. second. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of professional wrestling right there. But yeah, mm. thank you very much. And, and, and really you, you pulled those similar emotions from me in your match with Cassius Ono with Chris Hero. On TV, that was one of the best TV matches I've seen. It might have been probably the best TV match I've seen this year. Well, not this year, but like because this year just started. But you know, I probably in months or probably all last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was really happy that I was able to do that with Cassius Ono too, because I think Cassius, I think the world of Cassius Ono. Me too. Uh, I think he's absolutely phenomenal. I'm going back to him being Chris Hero. Uh, yep. We've worked a couple times, and I'm just really glad that I was able to get in there with him. And we were able to have a match that shows the world who Cassius Ono really is. Yeah. Because I think he kind of gets kind of caught in the, you know, like, people yeah. think he should be something. Yeah. But I know exactly. I mean, he's, he's one of the best strikers in the world. Uh, and he just, he's, he's a big boy. Yeah, <laughs> he, man. He hits very hard. Uh, so I was glad I was able to uh, get in there and show the world what Cassius Ono is all about. Uh, but I think that's just, I think that says something about, my character, too, is I can be in there with a Cassius Ono or I could be there with an Andrade Cien Almas, different sizes and different yep. shapes and just different styles yeah. and uh, have different matches. But still, at the end of the day, I, make, I try to make people somewhat emotionally invested in what I'm doing. Yeah, you make people feel like I, you do, man. Like, that's the thing. When, when, you, when you sell and just everything, like all the little detail stuff, um, like people, they... They don't really, they might not, like the average fan might not get it while they're watching it, but they're feeling it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just so yeah. cool. And, I, and I've, I've, I've always been the first one to say I haven't been blessed with the best genetics or the best athletic gifts, but what I feel like I can do pretty decently is uh, sell and uh, emote and yeah. uh, make you feel something. So as long yeah. as I keep doing that, I think I'm uh, I'm pretty okay. Yeah, and 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 I and I have to um, I have to throw this in there too. Uh, having Zelina Vega on the floor and then bringing uh, Candice into the mix. Oh my God, mouth watering. Just like just waiting to see what you guys do with that. Yeah, it's it's exciting, man. Especially for me because you know I've 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 touted Candice LeRae. I mean, she's my wife. But yeah. Outside of her being my wife. Uh, she's an absolutely phenomenal professional wrestler. She's a true and, uh, badass. I've been a fan a of her for a very, very long time. Yeah. So, I'm, so I'm just excited. I'm excited now she gets the opportunity to show the world what she can do as well, which is going to blow some people's minds. And doesn't it make you feel good when she comes out there? Like, mind you, I mean, they, they were, the WWE Universe was exposed to her 
in the Mae Young Classic. Yeah. But like, still, when she comes out and gets this huge pop, like that's that, that's some good feeling stuff right there, man. That's I mean that says a lot about independent wrestling too yeah. right now is that that I mean that's I think that's what has helped me that's what's helped her is people are really watching us from the ground up yeah. people have watched me for over ten years scratch and claw just trying to get to this point and when I finally get here they're like yeah okay he's our guy like he's like we want to see him succeed we want to see him we've seen him since day one we want to see him push forward and. I, I like everyone knows like my, I got a guy my size or someone like that. Like I'm not supposed to be in the position I'm in, and they mm. all know that and they all see that. So they, it makes them root for me even harder, yeah. which is uh, is a good spot to be in. But yeah, so I think that speaks a lot for independent wrestling yeah. and, and the fan base we have currently. I can relate to that uh, that role that that you have now, like that that you know you, I don't want to call it the underdog role, but like you know it's this, it it's the is. David and Goliath, man. That's how I put it. Like I mean because. You know, when I worked for Vince, like there wasn't that many guys my size, so it was, you know, everyone was bigger than me. Which but, is amazing. Which is amazing to all of us now. Trust me, it's amazing to all of us now to see a guy like you and be like, okay, that was the smallest guy back then. <laughs> you were huge, really. <laughs> you make us all look so small, <laughs> and for you to be like, because you're you really are the prototypical guy. Like when you say an underdog, yeah, like it's you. Like everyone looks at you as the underdog. And uh, you kind of, like I like said, I've said this many times, guys like you and guys like Shawn Michaels, like, you guys open the door to let someone like me and let someone like Andrade go out there and have the match we did. If it weren't for guys like you, we wouldn't have had the opportunity to go out and do that. So from that, from all of us, small indie guys, thank you for opening the door for us. I'm honored to have been the one that, that was able to do it, man, and I'm sure glad I didn't drop the ball. Because, <laughs> you know, like, if you drop the ball, maybe Vince doesn't take a chance on another guy our size. It's true. It's true. 100%. So, hey, um, go ahead. Uh, Johnny, you mentioned Candice earlier, and I wanted to know, what was it like wrestling, Candi- wrestling Candice? And has there ever been a moment where in one of her matches she did something that maybe you were, like, a little scared or maybe you got a little bit worried? Uh, I mean, it was always fun, wrestling Candice. Uh, she's always been one of my favorite opponents just because it's such an easy story to tell. And, uh, like, she can do a lot more uh, athletic stuff than I can. Uh, so it's always good to ha- be in the ring with someone that has that trick and has that, uh, that ability. Um, but I try to not watch the match as her husband. I, try- I can't, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can watch her wrestle as her husband. I can only watch her wrestle as a fellow professional wrestler and fan. Uh, because if I watched the matches as her husband, I'd be <laughs> really worried. <laughs> but, uh, no, like, I, like I try to kind of separate that and just watch it as a fan and enjoy her work because, like I said, she's one of my favorites to watch. So what was it finally getting to tag with her against Selena Vega and Almas this past weekend in Nashville? Yep. Uh, that was actually our first uh, time teaming in an NXT ring. Uh, it, I, to say life currently is like a dream come true, that'd be kind of a, an understatement, really. <laughs> Cause I get to go out there and live my dream and I get to do it alongside my wife and uh, get to watch her live her dream as well and get the team together in NXT. If you were told me a year ago, a year ago, actually last September, uh, she, I teamed with her in my final indie match. Uh, I, I wrestled her, then we teamed together and uh, that was my last indie match in Cleveland, Ohio. And we didn't know what could happen in the future for what we thought was 
this could potentially be the last time me and her were in the ring together. And she definitely thought it was. Um, I always held hope that this day would come, and it has. And uh, here we are almost a year later, and we're teaming together in an NXT ring. It's, it's pretty wild, and uh, it's super cool. It's, uh, like I said, it's a dream come true. Uh, Johnny, I know that you're talking about your dream coming true, and recently, not too long ago, you shared your checklist of what you wanted to accomplish in wrestling, and pretty much every box was checked off. But I wanted to know, do you have a new set of goals now? What's your goal in 2018, 2019? Uh, I mean, I still want the NXT championship. I mean, that's not as, as, as real as it gets for me, I think. It's just because I think that represents something bigger than what it actually is. I mean, the NXT championship is a big deal, but for someone who I feel, like I said, like was never supposed to be here to be the NXT champion, to be the guy in this company, that's what I want. I want to be the guy here. Um, and I want to do everything in my power to make NXT uh, as big as it could be because I think we have some of the best talent in the world and we have one of the best wrestling products in the world. And uh, like I, I'm in no rush to go anywhere. I want to make NXT as good as I can. But trust me, a lot of things aren't lost on me. I'm still a huge wrestling fan. And I think that's what people kind of relate to me in is, like, I'm not afraid to talk about how cool it is to have an action figure. Because it really is freaking cool. They just sent me, it's freaking amazing. Like, to get an action figure of yourself, that's a dream come true. To have, to be in a video game, that's a dream come true. To even have a shirt uh, produced by WWE, that's a dream come true. When I see myself in commercials still for WWE, I'm like, that's amazing. I actually just got a chair today from TakeOver Philadelphia that my face is on. It's the first chair that I've actually been on. I'm like, I I, I want that because that's a dream come true because there's still a little eight-year-old wrestling fan inside of me that had hopes and dreams, and now to go out there and be able to do them, that's amazing. And I'm not afraid to share that because it's it's cool stuff, and I think the world should know, like, look, like I'm out here like living my dream, and uh, a guy like me can do it. I think anyone can do it. I think that's what people can see in is uh, if someone like me can go out there and live their dream, I think anyone can go out there and live theirs as well. So I think I'm not afraid to share that sort of thing. What was it like talking about having all this cool stuff happen to you? What was it like to get get the word that during SummerSlam weekend your shirt that had just been released sold out in the venue? It was (laughs) so I I was getting tweets from people saying I can't find the Johnny Wrestling shirt and I I was told like, hey, the shirt was gonna be on sale. So I went up to the merch people and I was like, Hey like I'm getting all these tweets from people saying they can't find the shirt and they were like, Oh well, because we just got told it's sold out everywhere. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what? Like, uh, it's like, I mean, like, like, amazing. Like, for me, like, I'm, I'm the guy who stands in front of the curtain, stands in Gorilla before he's getting ready to go out, and just hopes that people know who he is. Every single show. doesn't matter where we're at. If we're in Nashville, Tennessee, we're in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, he's like, oh, I hope they at least care that I come out, or I hope they at least know who I am. Mm-hmm. So to hear that they sold out in Brooklyn, New York, at one of our biggest shows, like, that's mind blowing to me, and uh, it's just it, it, things get cooler every single day. It seems uh, that was just it was a, a kind of an eye opening thing to have them tell me that, and uh, it's it's all because of the fans, man. Like I, like I said, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for uh, the fans supporting me in NXT, and that's that's as legitimate as it gets. Like if I didn't get that reaction when I came out in NXT, uh, who knows what would happen? So it's all well, them. I'm, I'm just I'm just. 
out there doing my thing, but they're making everything happen. Well, speaking of fans, your fan, your fan Caden, that's in your documentary that Kenny Johnson made, how is he reacting to all your success in NXT, and did you send him one of your action figures since he made you one of your first custom action figures? <laughs> I actually just saw Caden, uh, I believe a month ago, when I went home to Cleveland for the holidays. I, I stopped by and I went backstage to an AIW show. And uh, kind of saw some of my buddies, and they they told Caden that I was downstairs in the back, and they let him come in the back, and I said hello to him and said hey, and like he was, I actually like him. He was invited to my uh, me and Caden's wedding reception as well. Oh. So uh, yeah, I've i me and Caden's become really a part of my family as well, just because you know uh, what he gave me when he gave me a, a hospital bracelet um, many many years ago touched me so deeply that I was you know. To have something like that, you don't you don't realize what you mean to certain people until something like that happens, until someone says to you, "I'm going through this in my life. I'm going through chemotherapy, and just thinking about you makes me stronger." Like something like that. Like I, like I said, I can do a lot of cool things in wrestling. Um, I can have action figures and video games and things like that. But to talk to someone like that, to you know, to work with Make a Wish. Uh, yeah, to man. Do that, to just talk to Caden, like things like that. That is really, at the end of the day, the coolest part of our job. Yeah, is just to be able to touch someone's life and make them feel something and make them feel stronger, and make them honestly just make them forget about the horrible things they're going through. That, at the end of the day, is the coolest part of our job it's, and uh, something I don't take lightly. Uh, and and I'm so happy to hear you say that, man. Because to me, like that's really honestly. Like, one of the most rewarding parts of all of this, man, is to be, like, because it's easy, Johnny, to sit and go, why me? Or I'm not worthy of this from, you know, from this kid, this kid that's dying or whatever, man. But that's, I, I highly suggest not thinking like that and just, and just being that, not questioning it and just doing it, man. And being that, that person for, for these people, man, it's, it's, uh. It's a it's a real like honor, man, and and uh, and so very few people know what it's like to to be that person. Yeah, it's it's something that you know, I, I always dreamed of coming to WWE and getting to work with Make a Wish, uh, be, just because watching the videos and seeing the reaction on the kids' faces. I mean, that's that's yeah mind blowing. Yeah, I mean, that's something that is just you're not going to get to experience in any other walk of life, and. Uh, to be able to do just just play a small part in that is uh, amazing to me. Yeah, it's hard for me to like go from talking about Make a Wish to, to bringing this back up. But um, listening to a little of, uh, of uh, you were talking with Edge and Christian, and you were saying, and this and this is what reminded me of it when when you brought up my match with Generico. Uh, when the match was over, I didn't think it was nearly as good as everyone else thought it was. And you thought the same about your match with Andrade? Yes, 100%. I, uh, I saw that quote making the rounds this week about how I didn't like my match with Andrade. And uh, the thing is, like, as you know, like when you're in the middle of it, yep. you're like, okay, this is just kind of business as usual. It's going well. Like The crowd's having a good time. People are reacting. That's, that's about as good as you can hope for. You know, like you don't think you're doing something special in the moment. You don't right. think you're doing something that people are going to talk about for a very, very long time in the moment. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of the day, like I, 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 I came in the back and everyone was very complimentary. Everyone loved it. Like everyone was very happy. And that made me happy. Like coming yeah. in the back and seeing how happy people were. That's really like, okay, job well done. 
Yeah, did um, you get that? Did you get that? I stand- and I watch it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so you get that instant satisfaction. You get that instant satisfaction. You're like, oh yeah, it's sweet. Like it's, I did my yeah. job. Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, but then when you walk uh, back through think, the curtain, do you do you get that big standing ovation from everyone in, behind the curtain? Yes, I can yeah. imagine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did, and like, and it's crazy, and it's crazy too because it's it's guys like Triple H, it's guys like yeah. Shawn Michaels who I've looked up to my entire life, basically, and they're applauding you and giving you credit for your work, but. Like I went back and I watched it at the airport. I think the following morning, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, it's pretty good." And then I watched it back, and I was like, "Oh, I guess it's, it's more than pretty good, I guess." But at the end of the day, like I, I'm my own worst critic. Uh, I'm not gonna like any of my matches. Yeah, I'm always gonna find something in them which I feel could be better. Yeah, or there's always gonna be that one glaring thing where I'm like, "Ah, I wish this wouldn't have happened," or "I wish I would have done this." And that's going to ruin the match for me. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I, be, I could wrestle the perfect match, and it could be rated five stars, could be rated seven stars, ten stars. I'm always going to find something I didn't mm. like them on. So it I, doesn't matter what match it is. I can totally relate, Johnny, because uh, even with my match that I had with uh, Bret Hart, there's things about it that I pick apart, and 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 it takes away from my in my you know ability to enjoy wa- just watching it as a fan. So, like, I totally get it. And I'm sure, like, while you're actually in, like, where, when you're in the match, in the moment, were there things that you were going, oh, sh- crap, I, I did this wrong, or, you know, or, like. Yep, yep 100%. There's, there's always, like, there's moments, you know, as you know, yeah. in matches where you're like, ah, I shouldn't have done that, or, ah, oh, man, I missed an opportunity there. And then yeah. you want to go back and watch it. I'm like, ah, ugh, I just. And that ruins the match for me. So. Yeah, but apparently... Yeah, it's not that I hated the match. It's not that I hated it, but it's just, you know, you know how it is. Yeah, I do, man. And the, the thing that, that that separates the guys that are just okay from the guys that are great are, are like when you do have one of those moments in the match, it's it's like what you do after that. You know, how you recover. Yeah, I, mean, how, not, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Right. Like, I, like it, sucks. it sucks that I'll never be satisfied and I'll never be that guy who's like, Okay, job well done. I did it. I'm pumped. Like there it is, perfect match. Yeah, all all done. Wipe my hands and okay, done learning. Uh, but in the same sense, it makes you, it makes you always want to work harder. It always makes you not satisfied, and I think that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Well, that's what you have your action figure for. You could always have a perfect match with that. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> hey, we're, I don't know, but... hey, we're getting towards the end of this. Like, you guys got anything? You guys wanted? I got. Yeah, I got one. Go ahead, uh, Johnny. Uh, with Ricochet, War Machine, and of course Candice coming in. Uh, it's, there, it, it's a ridiculous amount of talent on NXT, but you were around on the indie scene for so long and were such a big part of the indie scene. Who is still out there on the indies that you would love to see NXT sign next? Man. Hmm. So there's tons of great guys, and I think there's tons of stories to be told with those guys. Um, I mean... I'm, I'm not going to touch. I'm not going to talk about any new Japan talent, I guess, because that's that. Those are the obvious ones, like the Kenny Omegas and the Young Bucks and things like that. Yeah. Uh, those are the very obvious uh, <laughs> sure. wish list of guys. So I'll go kind of underground more. I'll go kind of low heel. Uh, like I've, I've always like I'm, I'm completely biased because he was the best man at my wedding. But I'll go Gregory Iron uh, because I feel like there's a story to be told there with him. I don't know what the story is, but I feel like he is an ultimate underdog. Uh, I'll go M Dog Twenty Matt Cross. Nice. Uh, because I think he's absolutely phenomenal, and uh, he's one of the best in the world for a long time. 
I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Chuck Taylor. Uh, yeah, man. I think uh, Chuck Taylor has something special about him. I think he has that it factor that you can't teach. Hundred percent agree. Uh, and I'll go all ego Ethan Page as well. I think all ego Ethan Page. He's 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 a guy that I think uh, has if given the opportunity, he'll do some cool stuff with. So I think there's there's tons of great guys still on the indies. I still I'm not as connected as I used to be with talent there, but um, I think there's. The, I think there's no there's no ends to independent wrestling. I yeah. think like the talent pool will keep replenishing and it'll keep getting bigger. Hey Johnny, do, is there a plan? Are we when are we going to see uh, another title shot? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would love one in the future. I think me and Andrade uh, have unreal chemistry, yeah. and I think uh, we we have a lot more left in the tank. And I think we could do this. Uh, they they tend to fight forever and things like that. I think we could fight forever because uh, I I think we can do different things and uh, different stories to be told all the time. So we'll see what happens in the future. I don't know. Right on. Anything you guys want to uh, before we well, let Johnny go? You spent so long on the Indies before you made it to the WWE. Were there any habits that you had that you have to break now that you're in NXT that you're finding hard to do? Um. Not really. Like as far as bad habits go and things like that, I know there's there's a stigma on independent wrestlers where they feel like they do too much or things like that. And maybe that could be could be called to question or um, we take unnecessary risks. Uh, and and there, I definitely did back then. Like I'm not I'm not saying I did take unnecessary risks when I was on the Indies. I absolutely did. Uh, but I think it's less breaking bad habits and just learning different ways to improve upon those habits. Uh, just like is NXT and being at the performance center with the minds we have there, like the, with, I can't say enough good things about coach bloom. I think he, he, he the culture he has at the performance center is absolutely, uh, world-class and one of a kind and being able to be there with minds like Shawn Michaels and guys like that, uh, who, you know, you can't help but learn being around them. Uh, I think it's only helped me. Because it is a different world when you get here. It, 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 you don't you don't think about it when you're on the indies. Yes, it is professional wrestling, but when you're here, it's more of a television production more than anything. You have to learn to work two different cameras, and you have yeah. to learn to work different things like that. And yeah, like on the indies, yes, we knew what a hard cam was, but we didn't know about blocking. We didn't know about certain certain places to be to get certain shots or things like that. And that's stuff you do learn here. So I think in that sense, NXT is very valuable because it does nothing but help you. Uh, so I don't think I broke any bad habits, more so just learned different ways to utilize my talents and to make things bigger than they really are. Sweet. Excellent. Man, I got to go ahead. Denise, you got anything else? Well, I, I mean, there's, I could talk to you for a long time, Johnny, but uh, we're going to have to wrap this thing up, man. I mean, trust me, as long as you guys want, I'm, <laughs> I can keep going. No, I, I, I'd love to, man, but we're, we're getting towards the end of the show, and uh, damn, man. That just means we have to have you back. Yeah, please. Um, yeah, we'll have, to do, we'll have to do it in person next time. Yes, yeah. That sounds awesome. You can bring me an action figure. That sounds awesome. <laughs> man, <Good> hey, <laughs> Johnny, sincerely, man, I, I can't. Tell you how happy I am for you and your lovely wife, Candace. Uh, you know, um, you totally deserve everything you have and, and more right now. Um, enjoy this, man. It, it, because uh, really quick, you're going to end up 
where I am. And you're going to go, man, that all happened really quick. And, uh, and it's just such an amazing ride, and it's, and it's barely just begun for you, man. And I'm so happy for you. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank no, you, Johnny. Thank you. No, thank you, man. It's my pleasure. And like I said, like, I wouldn't be in the position I was in if it weren't for guys like you. So thank you for opening that door and uh, giving me a chance because, you know, like I said, wouldn't be here if it wasn't for guys like you. So hopefully we can do this again. It's been my pleasure, and, uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Johnny Wrestling, everyone. Yeah. 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 All right. Like, legit, you guys, Johnny Gargano, like like I said to him, he deserves everything he's got, man. Like, really, like, huge fan of that guy. Can't yeah. say enough about it. Oh, Jesus. I need to get off his tip, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. There's room for everybody. As long as it's just the tip. Room for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, Way to go, TK. I know, right? Hey, was there anything that we... <laughs> <laughs> Anything that we missed out on that we should have asked him? I think there was just so much that we yeah. could talk about. Yeah, I mean, right. we can dive in. Come on. He's had so many years in the indie world that there yeah. was so much to talk to about with him there. We didn't talk about a lot of Dragon Gate stuff, Evolve. That's so right. even then, like, if we get him back for another show, which, fingers crossed, we hopefully do, that, you know, we can still talk so much about that with him. Yeah. You know? So that's always fun. Yeah, and I just, you know, I wanted to, because I knew we had limited time. It's not like we had a whole hour or something uh, with Johnny, so I didn't. I didn't want to go through the whole like, you know, run down the Wikipedia page yeah. from the, you know from the time of birth. So yeah. um, I no, feel was, like we we kind of got I, the good stuff right. He, he said he was going to talk to us again when we get a chance to talk to him in person. We'll talk to him for at least an hour. Yeah, like there's so much that I could talk to Johnny Gargano about. I know Jimbo could too. Yeah, well, just something so small as you say he's the last white meat baby face. Yeah, but his run as a heel. In evolve against Shingo would be a great conversation to just know like mm, how yeah. he, how much that has helped his career to know how a heel should wrestle and how a babyface should wrestle and what he brought to the table moving up to NXT. I whatnot. haven't heard the name Shingo in a minute. He was Shingo's in he was in man. WSX. He was from Dragon Gate. You Dragon Gate, right? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. when we did WSX, he he was in WSX, right? Him and like him and this. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. Milano Collection eighteen. Yeah, yeah, there was a Dragon Gate team. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he was one of those guys. Yeah, though. he was. Shingo? I think so. Yeah, man. I'll look at it. How much do you want to bet? I was only about... there, man. <laughs> I How was much only do you want there. to bet? What are we going to bet? Like I don't know. It doesn't matter, dude. A singlet? A singlet? <laughs> That's okay. sort of random. So, yes. Yeah, no. Shingo. I'm pretty sure I'm correct. I'll bet you that Shingo was not in WSX. Yo, what singlet okay. are you going to put up, Jimbo? <laughs> I will make a singlet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. It... It was not Shingo. Who was it? Uh, it was uh, Yoshino Gra- and no, someone else. It was Yoshino and Horiguchi. Uh-oh. Oh, Hor- G- okay. Genki, Genki Horiguchi. Yeah, well, I'll give you something, Jimbo. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> give it to you later. Score! <laughs> I, I know what it is. That tip that I was talking about earlier. <laughs> I'll take it. You're going to go. I'll take it, <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, and when I say tip, I don't mean propina. <laughs> I'll just add that to my bucket is, list. And this is not a preview of Sean Waltman's VIP experience on WrestleMania weekend. No, sir. Anyways, yeah, that costs extra. <laughs> wow. So, leave me alone. Then you end up. That's all. But yeah, Shingo is awesome. Yeah. yeah, Shingo is awesome. He was great in WSX, right, Jimbo? <laughs> Correct. Did you ever? Did you ever wrestle Yoshino? No, we were just, I, I just remember watching those guys. You know? You, you yeah. could have an amazing match with them. Yeah, because yeah, Kev- Go ahead. I would love to see you versus Johnny. Johnny Gargano? Yeah. 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 I, about all this. 
not not uh, not a um, not Sean Waltman twenty eighteen. No, no. I, I I just I man, I wouldn't be able to uh, go. I w- he'd have to he'd have to come down to my level, and I don't mean that in a bad way. But you know, um, it, like I would have had to done what somebody older older than me. That's a little you know you know what I mean. Well, when I was a, his age. What about a tag match? You like to do tag matches? Yeah, yeah. It seems to balance out. Who yeah, would sure. you want to go? Maybe like him and Candice against you and someone. Ooh, I don't know. Let him me and, think. Him and Candice against uh, Sean and Champa. <laughs> no, but we. I mean, I'm trying. I'm you trying and, to think of a lady. You and Sonya Deville. Taya. Taya would be awesome. All right. Yeah, I'll take Taya on my team any day of the week. Or Evelise. Be dope too. All right. <laughs> So. Enough fantasy booking. Hey, so Jimbo. <laughs> yes. Where am I going to be uh, coming up? Uh, February 24th, you'll be at Breaking the Cycle of Addiction at Town Hall in Jonestown, Pennsylvania. Jonestown. Jonestown. <laughs> Jonestown, Pennsylvania. Sorry, I put that in your mind. Eventbrite.com has the tickets for that. Uh, March 17th, Power Factory Wrestling. One Fall, like the number one One Fall Wrestling. is One FW. One FW is holding a seminar. Tickets are... Or an information are available on their Facebook, facebook.com, the number one fall wrestling, for more information about that. And then at WrestleCon, you'll be part of that wrestling club's uh, group with Kevin Nash, Al Snow, and Mean Gene. More information at that wrestling club. Yeah, it might add days. We might add more days onto that uh, WrestleCon appearance. I'm not sure yet. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything else that uh, that uh, we need to touch on before we get out of here? Mark in the booth, anything? I think everybody's just put themselves over. We've got some social media to plug as well. All right, well, let's get that out of the way, and then we'll take it home. Follow me on Twitter at Jimbo in the booth. You guys can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Also, if you're in the Texas area, February 16, Beaumont, Texas, and February 17 in Humble, Texas, Aro Lucha will be there both those two nights, so make sure to check it out, aralucha.com. Nice. Uh, I'm uh, everywhere at Sundown Motel. Check out withspanx.com, rprice.com, rprice.com slash pro wrestling. Just today we put up a new episode of McMahon Splaining, the With Spandex podcast, with our very special guest, Jimmy Jacobs. Got to talk to him about a whole bunch of stuff, and it was great to catch up with him. And Jimbo, I know you'd be happy that while he was at PCW Ultra, somebody came by and gave him the special Festival of Friendship Mattel 2-pack. Did they really? Because he's you know responsible for the list of Jericho, so they thought he should get one of those. Hey, didn't he come out to the ring wearing some kind of like... Yeah, he's the zombie princess. Yeah. That's yeah. his gimmick. He's a tiara. That was yeah. like he, he started that gimmick right before he went to WWE. He's the zombie princess. Yeah. And now he's doing it again, and I'm excited because it's a great gimmick, and... I'm, I, I I was bummed out that he didn't get a longer run with it before he went to WWE, but now he has a chance. Still and he's doing guy. like and and um, you know like he's doing well post WWE, correct? Yeah, doing great, good, doing him. great. And uh, he told us a really great story about how uh, he actually stole Kevin Sullivan's spike, uh, the golden spike. No, that PCW. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, like. At the beginning of his career, because oh, wow. I asked him how he chose the spike as his signature weapon, and he said he stole Kevin Sullivan's. Hey, man, that was a big deal when I was a kid. Yeah. When the Golden Spike came out, somebody was going to the hospital. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it, like Dusty would get stabbed in the chest, and he'd gig his chest, and there'd be blood all coming <laughs> out, and and then but there would be like this one picture of Kevin Sullivan holding the Golden Spike, and there would be this ru- this rubber ball on the end of it, and I'm like, what's that stupid thing? <laughs> 
What's that? It's like Tiger Cheat Singh's sword with the stupid rubber ball on the end. Uh, there's one thing I wanted to ask you before we get to TK's plugs. There's one thing I wanted to ask you. I recently uh, watched uh, Steve Austin's uh, amazing commentary. Oh, yeah. I saw you comment on that. When are you going to do yours, man? Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's do Let's Yeah, let's get some of those dialed in. Maybe people can tell you on, uh, you can do a poll on social media about who what matches they'd let, most like to see you do yeah. commentary on. A poll on social media. That's a great Weird. idea. I'm Maybe. glad that we thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow Sean on, on Twitter, The Real Xbox, IG Xbox12360, Facebook Xbox12360 Show. Sign up for our newsletter, iTunes, Five Stars, all that good stuff. Also, YouTube, put all those comments there. Also, you can follow me on or find me and follow me at TK Trinidad. I am running a marathon, hopefully, God willing, um, to uh, raise uh, money for water pumps in Africa. So you can kind of go on the byline and you can donate. Nice. Sounds good. Oh, the training is terrible. Yeah? yeah. How, how, how long have you been training for that? Uh, going on 10 weeks, and I just sprained my... This will tell you. Oh, boy. Anyways. <laughs> all right, everyone. Hey, I appreciate everyone. Uh, I'm more than appreciative. I'm very grateful for everyone tuning in every week. And uh, coming up, like... Uh, well, I mean, not that we haven't had great guests, the whole uh, history of Xbox 12360, but... Like starting from now, moving forward, and we're going to have a big announcement next week too. But uh, starting from now, moving forward, we're going to bring more heavy hitting guests in on a uh, regular basis, and uh, I'm sure everyone's going to be happy about that. Yeah. Um, we'll see you right here next week on. Ang- <laughs> Easy for me to say. <laughs> we'll see you right here next week. Right here. Wait a minute. <laughs> you got it. You, you were nailing it. No, it was too redundant. I said too many right ears. <laughs> See you right here next week on X-Pac 12360. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark Donica, Jimbo Frank, and TK Trinidad, and the entire X-Pac 12360 staff. We would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow XPOC on Twitter at TheRealXPOC and email us at XPOC12360show at gmail.com.